Okay, we have Kate McNay Coat on the phone, and Kate is from Peru, Vermont. How are you doing today, Kate? I'm well. Good to talk to you. You too. Thanks for taking the time to speak with us here. We've got the uh, All Cooped Up in Alaska podcast going here. So here we have Kate, and Kate teaches history at Stratton Mountain School and is involved in many Nordic ski organizations, including the New England Nordic Ski Association, and it's Bill Coke League for skiers ages 5 to 14. Now, I understand you have quite a rising star in your family. Uh, tell us a little bit about your son, Will Coke. So Will just turned 18 years old, and he's been on the path of pursuing excellence in cross-country skiing since he was a little kid, and he's really been making his mark in the last uh, year or two, so it's exciting to watch. Will's parents, Kate and Bill Koch, were very pleased when Will was selected to participate in the Youth Olympic Games held in Lausanne, Switzerland. Will's father, Bill Koch, was a legendary four-time Olympian Nordic skier who won the silver medal in the 1976 Olympics, among other lifelong accomplishments in Nordic skiing. We're going to let the interview flow and hear Kate talk about her son's victories at the Youth Olympic Games the challenges of traveling during a time that a pandemic was just starting, as well as the victories that he experienced during the 2020 season. Let's let it roll. With um, this incredible um, race. I understand that there was a, a real victory for Will in the 10K Classic Race. Tell us a little bit about that day. Well, it was neat. You know, he had, uh, in his first race of the event, um, in a steer cross, sort of like an obstacle course, uh, sprint format race, uh, he had finished fourth, just off the podium. And that was a little bit of a disappointment for him. His dream certainly has been to earn a podium position in this event. And then the next uh, race, he had come down a little bit sick for the skate sprint and came in 17th. Um, and so, you know, he didn't have total expectations, but at the same time, when the last individual race came along and he woke up that day just thinking this could be it. And um, it was great. It was an individual start, classic race, so there were you know, over 70 um, competitors, and he was third to last to go out. Um, so he actually was able to get lots of split times along the way. Um, his dad, Bill, met up with an old friend that he used to be with on the World Cup, and um, he got him out on the court helping him so he could be yelling split to Will all along the way, and that just made it so Will realized that, like, oh, you know, he was only Ten seconds back or ten seconds up in, in different points, and what he had to do to make it work, and in the end, he finished uh, third place. Wow! Now that is an incredible thing to have. You know, this wonderful relationship that he does have with his father, of course, and Bill Coke uh, had raced on this course years ago. Tell us a little bit about the, uh, you know, the significance of racing on that same course. Well, it's, it's really a neat story, actually. Um, Silver medalist in '76, um, and was the first American to ever medal in cross-country skiing. And then um, he didn't have the 
little venue in La Guasu, uh, Switzerland. And so it was really neat then, 40 years later, to have um, Will competing at the same venue and, and also meddling. It was it was really exciting for sure, and, and just realizing that Will was right there, and to be able to make that difference by shouting the relevant information and encouragement that just inspired Will to push harder than he ever had before. Uh, well, uh, very exciting day for you all, and and uh, how long has it taken for him to have it really sink in? It, it was um, the whole experience of the Youth Olympic Games. They put on this event. It's just a mini real life Olympics. All the athletes stay together in an Olympic village, people from all over the world. And they really work to try to have these get to know each other and become ambassadors. Um, and so that whole experience was just out of this world and like nothing he had ever experienced. And also, you're not just cross country skiers, it's all the sports together. And so Oh, boy, you know, and with your support that you had back home in Vermont and everyone, you know, this day and age can stay connected so well with cell phones and uh, having family members there, it must have just been a really high moment to to yeah, savor. Bill and I were there as well as Will's sister, Mayhana, and then uh, Bill's sisters were both there and spouses and other friends. You know, it was really a neat time. We don't usually travel Obviously, it paid off, and he had one of his peak performances at a moment that he had been training for. Now, is this in his training schedule? He had really wanted to peak for this event. Tell us a little bit about that. You know, usually he, he's got the real long view, and I think growing up with Bill as a dad has helped in that way, that he doesn't really worry too much about any given day or performance, so much as how it plays into his long-term goals. But the Youth Olympics was one that he decided, yeah, this is one I want to really make happen and, and peak for. So really for over a year, he had been focusing his training. and. Um, well, let's talk a little bit about that, Kate. You know, with the um, you know, current health crisis in the world and, and traveling as an athlete and staying protected with all your family members being over there and, and seeing – the world news with the pandemic, or it was just a not a pandemic yet. Um, how did you guys protect yourself while being on the road like that? You know, it's pretty interesting. The um, U.S. ski team actually sent a protocol that they follow on the World Cup to all the athletes that were headed um, not to this event, but to the Scandinavian Cup the next week, actually. And that was really helpful. It suggested that you you know, wipe down your seats on the airplane and the tray table and anything else you're going to touch. Uh, definitely keep your buff over your face, if not a mask, and just, be, you know, wash your hands, obviously, before you eat. And if you can, wear gloves in the bathroom and um, things like that to just minimize your exposure. Um, traveling being one of the places, obviously, where you're most in danger of picking something up. And then they have, you know, they don't give hugs. They do fist bumps to be really particular and careful with how they serve food to these athletes. And so it was really 
just nice to have that kind of awareness put right out there and also just, you know, no shame in, in saying to someone like, ah, I don't shake hands, you know. That's, they're so smart. And, you know, with knowing how of a, much of a challenge that is, is to stay healthy on the road, it's really um, one of the many parallels of, of being an athlete. Of Well, and it is remarkable how now all of these things that were specialized to athletes or to people who are immune compromised and, and traveling, all of a sudden it's all of us and we're all learning these things. And the, the only, you know, the best case scenario is that we all come away with much better hygiene as a, as a species. At the U.S. Junior Nationals, after he's been, you know, on the world tour where there's a lot of really incredible uh, tight competition, tell us a little bit about his amazing lead in the 10K Classic. You know, he's um, been at the top of the U18 group all year, so he definitely had expectations that he would do well. He also, you know, I think it was maybe a tricky waxing day, and he had great skis, which makes a a big difference, um, and he just went out there and beat his race, which, which is great, and he did say that, you know, maybe in the last kilometer and a half, I think he was up 30 seconds, and then was down to up 22 at the end, so there was the person who came in second actually was gaining on him at the end, but that makes him happy, too, because he loves seeing these guys that he's been at camp with and things like that. Well, that is just fantastic. And why don't we talk a little bit about your homecoming after the season of, of getting back to Vermont and uh, the reception that you received there? So, um, you know, it was a disappointing end of the season where basically every, everything got canceled in the span of a few days. Um, they were sort of mid-junior nationals, and the organizers decided that it was time to send kids home, and a few days later, they pulled the plug on the Minneapolis World Cup, and so uh, a lot of kids around the country were just really disappointed, um, but at the same time, they had to look around and see the bigger picture and, and see this is happening to all sporting events, and that the, what we're going through right now is a lot bigger than your, your year of sports, so uh, I think it's growing moment for them even though it's like, everyone's watching of what's going to be coming up in Tokyo and and you know the, the another level of dedication of all of these athletes and making the Olympic team and and now knowing that that Olympics might be postponed I think that's got to be a really hard to swallow for dedicated athletes I think um, I actually my brother has played in the Olympics and it's, it's definitely tough they were over he's a sailor and was over at World Championships, and um, they just canceled it the day before it started. He had to fly home to Spain, and we've been quarantined for two weeks because he's in a hot spot. And um, but I think any athlete that reaches that level, they they want to stay safe and they want to keep the world safe too. But it's well, it's well said. And and for you, you um, are all at home now and and able to do some teaching online and continue on with. Uh, <laughs> with always being ready to be adaptable. And it's interesting to me, though, um, meeting with the kids every day online, I think they really miss being together, and they really look forward to school, to being able to see their friends, even if it's remote, and they actually really miss being in school. I think it surprises them how much they miss it. 
Well, well said, Kate, and thank you so much. We have Kate McNay-Coke here speaking from Peru, Vermont, speaking with us here at All Cooped Up in Alaska. This conversation with Kate McNay-Coke was recorded on March 25th, 2020. Today, on April 1st, 2020, much of the nation is on lockdown from the pandemic. While many students are able to work out of the home environment remotely, athletes still continue on with their training. For Will, he said that as for the pandemic, he says having the extra time away from school is actually a plus for training. It's a bummer to not be able to train with his whole team, but important to use this extra time as an opportunity. Thank you for listening to All Cooped Up Alaska, and I'm Katie Ryder. Thank you.